give me some love for Kagetsu. I mean, she's just everything that you would want in a leader i believe like she would do stuff just so flawlessly and like when you watch her she's just like so captivating that you're just like oh my gosh and just the way um she's able to like be kind and patient with you like while you are learning like i think that is everything like you want in a leader but she'll also like push you to your limit to where you feel like you can't do something or you can't go anymore and like you find out that you can and it's like because of her she's just so sweet and so motivating we were very lucky to or i was very lucky to have her while we were there For whenever you're listening to the Joshi Pod, your weekly podcast about all things Japanese women's wrestling, Joshi Wrestling. I'm your host, Eric Howard, coming to you from beautiful San Diego, California. I want to start by saying I'm super jealous and super excited for all the Joshi fans in Japan right now. I love seeing pictures from the shows, the two shots with the Joshi talent. It makes me warm inside to read about the excitement about visiting Kirk and Hall for the first time and trying to figure out how to use Japanese toilets. It took me a while to figure that out as well. Thank you all for downloading last week's episode of the Joshi Pod, which featured an interview with Little Swole Nicole Savoy. I sincerely appreciate all the positive feedback from everybody. If you'd like to support the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also have a Pro Wrestling Tea store now. I'll put the show. Uh, I'll put a link to the uh, Pro Wrestling Tea store in the show notes. Gonna be honest, this is gonna be a Stardom heavy show this week. Stardom is the talk of Joshi Wrestling, and uh, a ton of news came out after the uh, Stardom Year in Climax 2019 show, uh, which I'll review later in the show. Uh, we do have our regular top three headlines of the week, three-ish headlines of the week, maybe a little more, uh, including another Stardom retirement. Uh, we look at some of the big shows this week in Japan, including uh, Wave and Ice Ribbon at Kurikan Hall. We see where Joshi performers are performing outside of Japan, and in the big main event interview it also has a stardom tie-in alex gracia is going to join us and talk about her experiences almost about a year ago uh visiting uh, japan and wrestling for stardom without further ado let's get to the big headlines of the week and those are brought to you by quiet white designs if you need a logo for a t-shirt a podcast or anything else like a t-shirt from prowrestlingtees.com slash the joshi pod please reach out to nolan and the team at quiet white designs search for them on facebook q-u-i-e-t-w-y-a-t-t one word designs you can also find their products on redbubble i'll put a link to their twitter account on the show notes as well headline number one et tu kagetsu on the heels of Stardom Suzuki retiring this last week, Kagetsu also announced she would be retiring. Her final match with Stardom will be on January 26th, and her final match overall will be on a self-produced show on January 24th. Yesterday, uh, Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer, I'm going to read directly from The Observer. I'm going to cut out a little bit here and there, but I'm going to try to read it directly. It says, Kagetsu27, who held the World of Stardom title in the early part of the year, announced her retirement on Christmas Day. This came after losing a power struggle and also ties into the retirement of Hazuki. Kagetsu, born Yuka, Yukari Ishino, quit high school after ninth grade to become a wrestler with the Sendai Girls promotion and debuted at 15 and was a full-timer at 16. She left Sendai Girls in 2015 and joined Stardom as a regular in 2016. Her last match with Stardom will be on January 26th in her home city of Osaka and she'll be promoting a retirement show of her own on 224 in Osaka. Hazuki retired with her uh, last match on 1224 at Kirken Hall. Uh, Kagetsu was in charge of training all the women and Hazuki was her best student and then became her most trusted ally. In a sense, Hazuki, uh, because of that, also had significant locker room power. Kagetsu's management style was compared to that of Bill Watts, and that doesn't fly in today's world. 
Uh, she was finding people when they were late and taking away personal time. Management stepped in and once told her not to do that, but she continued to do the same thing. Most of the women came to management to protest Kagetsu being in charge. A vote was held and Kagetsu was voted out as the head trainer and locker room boss. With her out of power, both Kagetsu and Hazuki lost interest in the company. Hazuki decided to retire, basically feeling wrestling at Madison Square Garden in April was her goal, and she achieved that. Uh, that also explains Kagetsu constantly badmouthing the new uh, owners of the, since the Bushi Road purchase was announced, which led to her announcing her retirement, putting a positive spin on it by saying, stardom is in good hands with Mayu Iwatani in charge. For the public, Kagetsu said her retirement had nothing to do with Hazuki and that Hazuki's retirement may be may have been due to more difficult times than pleasant ones. So that's what Dave Meltzer reported in The Observer yesterday. Take everything you read with a grain of salt. Sports, news, probably especially in the, with the wrestling industry. I'm sure Dave has a trusted source providing him this information. I've written for newspapers and magazines in the past and have been provided excellent information and terrible information by trusted sources. Uh, not sure we'll ever know the full truth. I'm sure it's... Until, I guess until I start my uh, Joshi uh, shoot videos, uh, we'll never know the truth. I, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Um, sure, there's uh, Kagetsu's truth, there's Stardom's truth, and there's probably the truth somewhere in the middle. Um, Kagetsu has announced on Twitter that she's uh, mentioning some people she'd like to face before she hangs it up. How does the Prime Minister versus the Lady Destroyer Hiroyo Matsumoto sound? Uh, others left, have left Stardom and done their own promotions, so who's to say Kagetsu won't do the same? Um, I think one thing we all need to remember that is wrestling's a job for them. It's it's not their lives, and uh, whatever Kagetsu and Hazuki choose to do next, uh, wish them nothing but happiness, you know. Headline number two, stardom entering a new kingdom. Mayu Itani, who was named stardom MVP at their awards ceremony earlier this week, and Risa Hoshiki will face Julia and Hanakamura in a dark match on the first night of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom event at the Tokyo Dome. This is a definitely a Bushiroad directive to expose stardom to a larger audience, and is clearly a sign of the wrestlers they plan on featuring in the coming year. If Kagetsu wasn't retiring, might she be in the match? Who knows? I find putting Julia in such a high-profile match so quickly is interesting, and teaming her with Hana, who she just had a blood feud with, is interesting as well. I'd much prefer to see Utami or Momo in the match, or Tam. I think they've uh, earned it, but uh, it is commercial for stardom. They've handpicked their quote-unquote favorites to show off their brand. Uh, I really hope they don't run any angles during the match, as I don't think many people in the crowd will know how to react. And I don't want to see Julia or Hana lose either, so I'm not sure how they're going to get out of this one. A time limit draw would fall flat, and it was probably too long for a pre-show match. Um, the reason it is a dark match is that stardom and New Japan have separate TV deals uh, with rival networks. Uh, no word yet if it's going to be on Stardom World at this point. Headline number three. Quick hits around the Joshi world. Sumari Natsu has opened an international online store for her goods. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, I think it's great. I think it's uh, thinking outside of the box and thinking bigger. And Natsu's always done that. And she's an awesome entrepreneur. She just had a very successful self-produced show. So yeah, I can't expect anything else from Natsu. But uh, but thinking wisely and thinking very much like a businesswoman. Don't underestimate Natsu. She's determined, along with Natsu Katora, Jamie Hayter, and Martina, to keep Oedo Tai alive. Also on the uh, around the Joshi world, seedlings Nanai Takahashi will have surgery in early 2020. In her return, it's not certain. Uh, she's a well-respected veteran. She's got a lot of miles on her tires. You know, she's she's been around. She's in her 40s, so she's been around for quite a bit. And seeing somebody like Kagetsu retiring at 27, and seeing you know somebody like Nanai is in her 40s uh, and still performing at a really high level, but uh, I I guess there's no uh, guarantee that she's going to be back. So let's hope she gets uh, enough health back to if she wants to come back to the ring, come back to the ring, and if not, just uh, live a live a health life after wrestling and finally on the uh, notes this week and the headlines welcome to the gato move experience 
Gato Move has announced they will have an on-demand service starting January 1st, 2020 called the Gato Move Experience or Gato Move X. In their tweet, they said their vision is to give a full show experience on VOD. Don't fear, they're just going to continue to put content out on YouTube without any plans to put out less. I've been lucky enough to see shows at Ichikaya Chocolate Square and the wrestling is only about half the fun. If they can somehow get the feeling of being at Ichikaya Cross in video, we are in for a huge treat. The show review this week is the Stardom Year in Climax 2019 on December 24th. Uh, they drew a great crowd of 1,334 fans. It looks like some foreign fans came in a little early uh, before Wrestle Kingdom and got to catch the uh, big Stardom event. Um, looking back with hindsight in the match they booked for the Tokyo Dome, you can see why they booked the show the way they did. Not all the show has been released yet on Stardom World. Uh, I'll provide full results and comments on the matches I have seen so far. Um, it was a successful show, I think. Uh, the opening match was a dark match. Um, it was a Sayaida and Saya Kamatani in Itsuki Horishi- Hoshino defeated Queen's Quest Hina, Leo Nozaki, and Rina. Um, you kind of had to figure that the Sayas and Itsuki would get the win there. They have big plans for, for those three. Um, a photo book just recently came out for Itsuki and uh Kamitani. The first match on the main card was Oedotai's Jamie Hayter, Martinez, Sumeri Natsu. They defeated Tokyo Cyber Squad's Death Yamasan, Jungle Kyuna, and Raka. Haven't seen this one yet. It hasn't come out. Um, but real happy to see that uh, Oedotai got a big win. Um, Jamie, Martinez, and Natsu were going to try to keep things together. I was a bit disappointed to see Jungle so low on the card. The next match was the Artist of Stardom titles, the six-woman uh, titles. Uh, Zumi, Momo Watanabe, Utami, Hayashishida defeated stars Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Tam Nakano. Uh, Momo pinned Saki after the Peach Sunrise. Uh, it was a good match. You fully expected Queen's Quest to hold on to the titles. Starlight Kid's going to have to wait a little while longer uh, before she gets that championship run. The first of the big matches was the retirement match where Natsuko Tora defeated Hazuki. I haven't seen this match yet. Uh, it's being released today. Uh, Hazuki definitely left her mark on Natsuko's face. Uh, you can check that out on uh, social media. She left her footprint literally on Natsuko's face. Uh, I did see some of the retirement ceremony. It was nice to see uh, Yuna Manase and Koguma uh, being part of it. Maybe Koguma's going to make a return soon. Hazuki's choice of words were quite interesting. It's a bit of a slippery slope when you use Google Translate to uh, to do some little literal translations of Japanese. Uh, she didn't have the best things to say about stardom. Not sure if it was in heel character or out of character or what. Stardom's allowed it on their social media, so it makes me think it was a little bit uh, in character as a, a heel with Oedo Tai. The next big match was Julia and Hanakamura, who went to a 15-minute time limit draw. I think he kind of knew going in there wasn't going to be a definitive uh, finish in this match. There's more story to come with those two. This was a fight. It's pretty much what I expected. They fought around Kurokin Hall. Uh, Julia had a lot more support than I thought she would. I'm of the opinion they, they could have waited for this match for a while and built it up and made it a much bigger match. And I don't understand the uh, tag team match these two have. <laughs> or the tag team they're going to be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, going from Blood Feud to teammates. I, I, I don't understand that. But maybe they'll surprise me. The next match was the Wonder of Stardom title match. Arisa Hoshiki defeated Konami, and I was hoping for a title change here, but alas, it was not meant to be. They had a terrific match. I uh, can't wait for them to give Konami a real big push. Utami is going to be Arisa's uh, next challenger on uh, January 19th at Kurikan Hall. We need to get Konami pushed 
We need more more belts for Konami, bigger push for Konami. I think she's terrific. The main event was Mayu Itani and Kagetsu. I've only seen highlights of this match. I haven't seen the full match yet. Uh, it was released before the time I started recording this, but by all accounts, it was an excellent match as I think everybody expected. I didn't really see Kagetsu winning the belt uh, heading into 2020 and with their, her retirement announcement, it's even more clear that why well, they kept the belt on Mayu. I would have kept it on Mayu also and uh, had her uh, be the face of stardom into 2020. Momo Watanabe did come out and uh, challenge uh, Mayu to be her next uh, uh, opponent for the title again a real good show for cork and hall uh big crowd uh let's hope they can keep this momentum going into 2020 oh, hey guys what's going on my name is steve i'm the host of the last podcast you'd want do you like movies well that's what we talk about i bring a guest on maybe more than one and we talk about movies they like movies they don't like movies from their childhood movies they give them nightmares just some of the few topics that we talk about on the last podcast you'd want. So if you like movies, you could find us on Apple Podcasts, you could find us on Google Podcasts, you could find us on most major podcast outlets. Tip the veal, try the staff, check out the show. Let's take a quick look at the shows this week in Japan. On the 27th tonight, Tokyo Joshi Pro is at the Itabashi Green Hall. It's their final tune-up before the uh, big card on January 4th, uh, which we'll preview next week. And happy birthday to Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, on the 28th, uh, Marvelous is in Yokohama, Actress Girls in Osaka, and Ice Ribbons at the Ice Ribbon Dojo. On the 29th, Waves at Kurikan Hall. It's made event by Takumi Aroha defending her Wave Championship against Nagisa Nozaki. It's Aroha's sixth defense. Uh, Pure J has a show in Hanayashiki. Diana's in Kanagawa. And Gato moves at Ichigaya Chocolate Square. On the 30th, uh... Gato moves right back at it. I think all these shows are sold out at Ichikaya, which is amazing. Um, on the 30th, also, Actress Girls is in Shinkiba First Ring. On New Year's Eve, Ice Ribbons at Kurikan Hall at, for Ribbon Mania 2019. Uh, Mayu Kihi defends her title for the second time. And then Tequila Saya's retirement match, where she'll face uh, 38 wrestlers in one-minute matches. Uh, Gato move again is in uh, Ichikaya Chocolate Square on the 31st. Again, I think all these are sold out. If not, uh, make your ticket plans soon. On the 1st... Gato Move is at Chikaya Chocolate Square, uh, Waves and uh, at Shinkiba First Ring, and YMZ is at the OG, OG Basement Monstar, uh, which is a great place to go watch a show. I keep uh, spouting my love for the uh, OG Basement Monstar. On the second, uh, Azakari is in Okinawa, and Stardom is at Shinkiba First Ring. Right, Girls of Wrestling present Wrestle Queendom 3 on January 11th in London. Maki Ito will face Session Moth Martina, and Yuka Zakazaki will face the winner of the match between Nightshade and Lana Austin. Uh, they'll face each other at Eve's Battle Cry event on January 4th. Ticket information will be on the show notes for both shows. Uh, if you're in the area, go check them out. Uh, Sumi Sakai returns to Southern California on January 10th at PCW Ultra Anniversary Show. She'll be defending her Ultra Women's Championship against Ruby Rays. Again, I'll put a link for the uh, tickets and, and that show uh, on the show notes. And uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, uh, WrestleMania weekend, Friday, April 3rd at WrestleCon. Still waiting on for an on-sale date for tickets. I reached out to WrestleCon and have not heard back yet to, as to when those will uh, go first on sale. Hey guys, this is Zoe Sky and you're listening to the Joshi Pod. 
Before I get into the big main event interview with Alex Gracia, I wanted to thank you all again for downloading and listening to this episode of The Joshi Pod. If you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at The Joshi Pod. You can follow me at Eric San Diego. Please remember to visit ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, from January 1st to January 5th, you can get 20% off everything on the site using the new uh, the code NEWYEAR, one word. Uh, support past guests like Kikio and Nicole Savoy. I'll put a link for all the Joshi wrestlers that have ProWrestling Tees stores on the show notes. It's a great way to support those women. I will talk to you guys next week. Arigato gozaimasu. She trained at the Texas Wrestling Academy. In 2018, she made her professional wrestling debut. Later in 2018, she made her debut for both Rise and Shimmer. She was a regular on the Texas uh, independent scene. She's a Barbie enthusiast. She's a familiar foe with the previous uh, Joshi Pod guest, Hyan. I'm super excited to see her wrestle live for the first time next month on January 18th in Tijuana for the crash. And about a year ago, she made a trip over to Japan to tour with Stardom. This is where I'd like to bring onto the show the Pink Dream, Alex Gracia. How you doing, Alex? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank so, you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> so it's been about a year that you you went over to Japan. Yes, it is so crazy. I was um, talking about that the other day because I left New Year's Eve last year. So I spent New Year's New Year's like in the plane heading to Japan. So it's so crazy that I was getting ready to leave a year ago at this time. So how did you find out or what connection did you have to get over to stardom in Japan? They just reached out to me one day and I honestly thought it was spam because I was like, there is no way they're reaching out to me right now because <laughs> I had only about five months wrestling experience like from my debut and they emailed me and they said that they were interested in bringing me over for a tour at the beginning of the following year and I was just kind of like, hmm, this doesn't sound right. I don't believe, like, this is actually happening. But then, like, their official Twitter account followed me on Twitter, and they, like, started following me on things. And I was like, hmm, maybe this is happening. So then I, like, replied back, and I was like, uh, yes, I'm there. I'm 100% in. <laughs> so who who was they? It wasn't, like, Shirley to Melissa. It was somebody else who, who reached out to you? Yes. Um, so it was um, Sonny. So I know he works over there in Japan. Mm-hmm a lot with the international girls. Oh, good, good, good. So was going to Japan a dream of yours when you before you started wrestling? It honestly was something that just seemed so out of reach, like, at the time. Like, when I started wrestling, I was just trying to get um, through, like, the next match just because I'm just, like, taking things day by day. And it's like you have all these dreams and all these goals, and – just knowing like how um, amazing the wrestling is over there. Like I just, it literally wasn't even in my thinking process because it just didn't seem like anything that was going to happen anytime soon. So I am super thankful that I was able to go as soon as I went. So you land on new year's who, who greets you at the airport? Rossi. (laughs) So Rossi himself, was he wearing a really cool suit or anything like that? Oh, yeah, he wears his, like, trench coat with his hat. So he picked me up, and then we took our ride um, back to the apartment and everything. So it was it was really cool. We had our little one-on-one time together as soon as I got there. How was that? Was it awkward at all, or was it kind of comfortable, or how was it? No, Rossi's the 
best. <laughs> He's so funny. His English is, is good enough, or he can speak pretty clearly with you? He, yes, he can speak English. <laughs> He's kayfabing all of us? Yes, I believe so. I really <sighs> think so. <laughs> I've talked to him like three or four times in Japan. He kind of like acted like he didn't know what I was saying to him. What a jerk. <laughs> he was with us too. Okay. <laughs> so who are your roommates at the uh, apartment? Um, well, my tour, I was there with Bobby Tyler, Jamie Hayter, um, B. Priestley, and Viper, and um, Sadie Gibbs. So you had a pretty good group of uh, foreigners with you there. I had a great group. I loved every single one of them. I was the only American, so that was kind of um, an adjustment for me, too. I was like, this is different. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of uh, British girls, I guess, right? Yeah, I was like the oddball out. I was like, (laughs) this has never happened to me before. But also, I mean, that's some pretty experienced women you're, you're living with as well who've been in the industry for a bit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was amazing. So had you traveled internationally anywhere before you went to this uh, this trip to Japan? For wrestling, no, I hadn't. Like I had <laughs> taken vacations and stuff like with my family, but um, for wrestling internationally, no, that was my first place. So was there any like culture shock when you got there when you first uh, started walking down the street or going to stores or what have you? Oh, there's so much culture shock. Just um, it is so clean over there just clean and organized and everybody's just so well behaved like I was like this is like so different than a lot of places in America I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I mean even like the um the trash room in the apartment like everything was like squeaky clean and like everything was separated like glass and plastic and paper and I was like, whoa. Like They have like is... eight trash cans outside. Yes. And you, you're you just like getting anxiety. Like, wh- where does this bottle go? <laughs> is it clear? Is it colored glass? What is yeah. this? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm guessing when you and Viper and B Priestley and Jamie Hayter are walking down the street, you guys draw some attention, don't you? Yeah, I think you definitely, people definitely know like, oh, they're probably wrestlers. Because I mean... I have pink hair and then um, like Bobby had green hair and like it's like we're, we we stand out. <laughs> we definitely stand out. They think foreigners are crazy and we kind of are. Yeah, I know. Even if we aren't crazy, it's crazy to them. <laughs> yeah, we look a little crazy at least. <laughs> so uh, I ask everybody about this. Tell me about your convenience stores experiences in Japan. Oh, yeah, the conveni. <laughs> So, I mean, we we walk there probably every single day, multiple times a day, just because that's like they have everything there. But um, so something I became obsessed with, there was, you know, how you can go to like a convenience store and like get ice cream. So there was sweet potato ice cream. And every single day I would like eye it like, hmm, hmm, should I get it? And, you weren't sure, or you... and, and then as soon as I got it, I was getting it every single day. And then um, I think it was like Sadie got hooked on like the sweet potato ice cream, too. Like it was so good. Like I I became obsessed. So was it kind of like a sorority house where you guys lived out together? You had fun and parties and all kinds of good stuff? Oh, I mean, like it, it was just the time of our lives. It's like going to summer camp and 
meeting your best friends and we just did everything together and like we're all trying to figure this out on our own I mean um most of the girls had already had a tour there before but it was um Bobby and Sadie and my first tour so um I mean it's just going on this like experience and this big adventure and just doing it together so it was awesome kind of a you kind of have a tie together now between the, the group of you right oh yeah I feel like I made like friends for life like we still keep in contact even with the time changes I know like even from UK to US the time change is huge but um when we we all went to um New York like for mania week and everything and so we all got to like catch up there and I've like ran into um like Sadie recently because of like AEW stuff so it's just it's just been amazing and just like getting to catch up it's like you never you never like left each other that's awesome Okay, so you're you're living in the house. Talk about the dojo experience. Did you have to go through the whole dojo trainings and things like that? Yeah, so we had dojo every week, and um, that was just awesome too. Like I'm, I love training. Like I'm like that person that it's like, oh, she's weird. Like I'm like I love school. Like I love training. <laughs> so that I'm was gonna like to, I'm gonna have to hang up this call. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of my like that was just so awesome like it teaches you so much and it makes you have to like grow um in wrestling so fast because I mean getting to train with the girls that they have in stardom for one but then two a lot of them don't speak English so you're just getting pushed to like your limits and I think I grew more in those two months I was there probably than like all the time I had spent like before like the five six months or whatever so I mean like getting to go back I'm just like oh okay I would like know what to expect and yeah it's just like some of the best things you can do for yourself as far as wrestling I believe who was running the trainings when you were there um Kagetsu mostly and then, like, Mayu was there, but she was hurt at the time. But um, they were, like, the two leaders for sure. So, talk, I mean, I'm, I don't know if you heard or not, Kagetsu announced her retirement. Uh, I know. What, 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 tell, tell me a little bit about Kagetsu. Give me some love for Kagetsu. I mean, she's just everything that you would want in a leader, I believe. Like, she would do stuff just so flawlessly. And, like, when you watch her, she's just, like, so captivating that – you're just like, oh my gosh. And just the way um, she's able to like be kind and patient with you, like while you are learning, like I think that is everything like you want in a leader, but she'll also like push you to your limit to where you feel like you can't do something or you can't go anymore. And like you find out that you can. And it's like because of her, she's just so sweet and so motivating. We were very lucky to, or I was very lucky to have her while we were there. That's great to hear. Twenty, she's twenty-seven retiring. Twenty-seven is awfully young to retire. I know it's crazy over there, but they start so young. I think she started when she was fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's not like a, a million Hindu squats or anything like that you have to do at, at the dojo training. I mean, it depends on the day. De- definitely depends on the day. Um, different, like different days would be different for training. So it might be like hardcore conditioning or it might be um 
like working with your factions on like different stuff for shows. So, I mean, it, it just varied. How did your dropkick improve while you were there? People always tell me their dropkick improves. Oh yeah. I had to do so many dropkick drills, but like I came back with like a stellar dropkick. So <laughs> I was like, almost like to where they're like, okay, calm down, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were you there before you actually had your first match? Um, a day. So were you pretty jet lagged going into the match? I was so jet lagged and I was terrified because <laughs> I think um, it was January 2nd yeah, was the first show and I was the first match. So I'm there in a different country, um, just totally new to everyone and everything because like most of even like the foreign girls, like they all knew each other because they're from like the same country. And, like, I'm just there by myself. I had no one to watch go on before me. Like, I'm just like, what? I'm first? Okay. Just throw me right in. So your first match was at Shinkiba First Ring. What did you think about Shinkiba? Oh, it was so cool. It was just so cool. I mean, just, I mean, just even getting to be, like, in a stardom ring, like, it, it just didn't even hit me, like, that everything was even happening. Because, like I said, I mean, we land in japan and you're already like doing a show and then it was like after all that you finally get to like be like whoa i just i actually just did a match there like it's everything was just surreal like i feel like it didn't matter like where we were over there everything like made me so emotional (laughs) (laughs) but i think it's kind of cool though shinkiba is like a building just for wrestling only yeah yeah no it's a it's a really cool setup it's very intimate too it's pretty it's pretty nice yeah and so it like it's packed and so um it's just i love seeing like looking around and just seeing like people everywhere how did fans take to you from from the get-go um i think i mean i think they took pretty well like i um i got like pink streamers and roses Oh, you got streamers right away, or did it take a little My bit? My first match, yeah. Even Sonny came up to me, and he's like, did you get streamers? And I was like, yeah, pink ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrestled Natsuko Tora and, and Kari Yonayama. That's a, a pretty good first match to have. Oh, yeah. Again, it's like I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day you have a battle royal, and then later on you have a match with Saki Kashima and Tam. Yes. Against uh, Azumi, Konami, and Momo. Yes. Talk about wrestling against Azumi, Konami, and Momo. They, I think they're all just wonderful. Oh, they are. And like that was one of my one of the matches that um, was one of my favorites. Like while I was over there, I think just because like um, just like my team and like my faction, I'm just like yeah, stars. Like I was just so <laughs> happy, and like it just didn't. Again, you're just like letting it all sink in, and then like getting to wrestle with who you're wrestling with and wrestling who you're wrestling against. Like, again, it's like, it's been a year and I'm still like, did that really happen? Like, that's freaking awesome. (laughs) But how how good are they? How good is Konami? How good is Momo? Everyone is as good as what you hear. And you being so new to the industry as well, I mean, it must've been mind blowing almost, right? Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it just it's just such an honor like getting to wrestle like in the same ring 
as some of those girls and or all those girls and yeah I I was just so new I just had no idea what I was doing like (laughs) doing (laughs) my best out there so with the language barrier I mean I don't want to give like trade secrets away or anything like that but how do they how do they walk you through the match um I mean I feel like wrestling is a universal language to all wrestlers and um when you are like a wrestler and and all that like I feel like every that's when you finally like can you understand everybody and I think that's like what's so special about it is like even if we didn't speak the same language like we all understood like what we meant or what we were trying to do and so like that was really cool and that was um made wrestling even more special to me honestly that's great. And and then you had a stars versus stars match as well, where you're, you're against Arisha Hoshki, who's one of the top wrestlers right now over in stardom. Yes. She was kind of just coming back not too long after that. I think she just came back from, from her hiatus, I guess. Yeah. How, how was she would work with? I mean, everyone was great. Like everyone's amazing and they just want to teach you and you just learn so much from them. And she's like the sweetest human being like ever like um she has the sweetest smile you just wonder (laughs) but she's she's a killer though too you know (laughs) she gave me like after the match she brought me this um little present and it was like this little whistle and it was like a little keychain and she told me she was just like present for you because you bring happiness and I was like I might start crying right now (laughs) because that is the sweetest thing ever and then she kicked your head off right now yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was mine. It was someone else's cuz <laughs> I remember how out of it whoever got kicked was. <laughs> you're you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it was not me. <laughs> uh somebody else uh, that's a big people are big fans of a Starlight Kid. You uh yeah. work with her work with her quite a bit. She seems like a sweetheart as well. Yeah. She I mean, she's just freaking athletic. And just even for her age and how long she's done it, it's like, whoa. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, she's getting real good. Her 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 body is maturing. I mean, she's becoming a woman. Her body is maturing as well, and she's she's getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. No, so she's all- going to be – she already is amazing. So it's, it's going to be um, real exciting to see, like, how much she grows, like, in, in the future. So – you you had some other big matches, you know. You wrestled against uh, oh, somebody I always, I always ask everybody about. I have to ask you about. She's different than anybody else. Uh, Sumeri Natsu. Tell me about wrestling Sumeri Natsu. <laughs> it's like again, like everything is just like you're. I was so terrified going to every single match because <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it's like it makes you grow so much because you're like. I'm about this is who I'm about to like get in the ring with like okay and so um like once you're there and like you're in it like everything I mean I don't know it's just like I can't every single girl there is just amazing she's more of comedy wrestler than she is in ring I mean she's good at what she does but she's yeah so how was it to wrestle like a a comedy match over in Japan yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Like, I remember that match, like, um, I think it was with Saki, and mm-hmm. she kept telling me to, like, say these words. And, like, I'm, like, 
<laughs> I don't really like cuss a lot or use like vulgar language and like Saki's just telling me to say these words and I'm like screaming them and they're like all these like derogatory words over there and so everyone's like laughing I was like oh they like this <laughs> I was like that's cool no she is just like she's a hoot she seems like fun I mean I like watch her interviews with the English subtitles and stuff she just seems like a such a character yeah yeah <laughs> She's, She's a firecracker for, cracker for real. Okay, so another place I want to ask you about is the KBS Hall in Kyoto with that big uh, stained glass, you know, uh, windows behind you. That's you. You wrestled Utami there, correct? Yes, for um, in a title match. In a title match, yes. Yeah. So Utami's, I mean, we're gonna sound like a broken record. She's pretty amazing as well. What, what was it like to challenge for a championship in, in a building like that? Okay, so first of all, when I heard about that match, I found out on Twitter. So I was like, is this is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, like I had no idea who I was going to wrestle. And then all of a sudden it said it was like um, I was going to be wrestling her for a title match. And then on top of it, like there, I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like this in – um. I remember, like, telling um, someone there, I was like, you can't just get, put that information on Twitter. Like, I need time to, like, let it sink <laughs> in and stuff. And it was, like, a few days before or something like that. But um, that is, like, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. Like, when I um, show my parents, like, pictures from matches, like, I show them there. And I was like, just imagine, like, standing in that ring and, like, looking up, like, the um, – the wall just goes so high and um, you just feel like so small. And I think that's like another one of those moments where um, you're just like, wow, I'm here. Like I'm here and this is happening. And yeah, to have like um, that type of atmosphere and um, just all that like beautiful art was just so surreal. I've been to Japan a few times. I've not gone there yet. It's on, it's on my bucket list to go to. Oh, you have to. Like it, you. It's like breathtaking. So traveling in Japan, from you go from location to location. How do you? How did? Was it in the, in the the bus or how did you guys get around? Yeah, we have a Stardom van, so that's how we got to most places. How were those rides? Was was it kind of team building, or was everybody falling asleep in the bus? You're mostly sleeping because they might be like six hours or or however long. But um, yeah, it's definitely like we're we're all just like talking. And I think all of us there just got along so well. So it was like it was cool. We're either doing our own thing or we're all talking or or whatever. But they were so fun. Which of the Japanese women did you you become closest with, you think? Saki probably most definitely like we'll still message each other like she's like I miss you come back and I'm like I miss you too (laughs) (laughs) or we'll just randomly like send each other hearts like she she is the cutest I love her so much I'm like we were the pink dream team so (laughs) I'm like bring it back (laughs) bring bring her over here too let her come wrestle over here for I know I've told people that I'm like you need to bring her back I was like I I don't have a tag partner That'd be cool. I'd be a tag with her. <laughs> so you guys teamed together at Kirk and Hall versus Bobby Tyler and Hannah Kimura. Yes. Hannah's another super duper star in the making. How 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 was she to to work with or 
How, that how match, she, yeah. um, I honestly, like, in my opinion, I think was um, one of the best matches I had while I was in Japan. I, I think just um, I felt like a lot more comfortable with like Saki being there for me. Um, and that match just was fun. And I felt like everyone just brought their A game and like to be where we were. Um, I was like, oh, this is great. This is so great. But I mean, that they're just like they were a really fun team. And then um, Saki and I had just started like being a team. And so um, I think that was just like a really cool match to have and um, two fun teams, I think, too. What what do you think makes Hannah stand out a little bit from from some of the other women over there? Why do you think she's getting the or why do you think she's so popular? I don't know, like just her vibe and her energy, like that girl has so much charisma. Like she's just one of those people too that just draws you in, and like she's so fun to watch. And I feel like she's super confident, and people love to to see confidence. And um, she's just so fun, and like she brings it every single time. And she loves what she does, and that reflects on um, how she performs. And so I think people get drawn to that. So your first match was against Natsuko Tora, and your last match, I think, was also against Natsuko Tora. Yeah, it was a fatal four-way. With Jamie, and, and Sumi Sakai was in the match as well. Yes. So you knew this is your last match. What, what are you thinking as you go head into your last match at, in Osaka? I just told myself I was like I I noticed a difference where it's like I'm going into this match like more confident than I have this entire trip and um even like afterwards like just even like the girls from like stardom they're just saying like how much like I improved and like that that is honestly like more than I could have asked for that's that's all you want it's like I just want to be able to like grow and like be the best player that I can. And so um, having a fatal four way with, with all those women, like I think was super cool. Cause again, it's like someone from my first match and then someone that I hadn't um, wrestled the entire trip. And then you have um, Jamie, who's another like international girl who um, is one of the top in the game, I believe. And so um, I was like, okay, like this is, this is freaking cool. Like this is being like in this match is a privilege. I felt like. That's awesome. So you were about two months in Japan. What, what do you, what do you think you take away the most from your trip to Japan? Um, I don't know. I think probably just, I don't know. I just, I was just so humbled afterwards because I know um how much like some other wrestlers and stuff try to get over there or they might not have the opportunity to go wrestle for stardom and like stardom just again seemed like such a dream that was like so far out of reach and beyond privilege for being being able to go there like when I got to and I think that um Everyone was just so amazing there, like, knowing that it's, like, I didn't have... I mean, I celebrated my one-year anniversary in Japan. Like, not a lot of people can get to say that, and not a lot of people can even say that they've gotten to go wrestle in Japan. And so, nothing that 
I did over there was taken for granted. I like tried to work my butt off as much as I could, um, take in as much as I could. I have kept good relationships with all the girls and I mean, it just, it still doesn't, doesn't seem real. And to be able to say that, like, I've like gone there, like even saying it out loud, like, it's like, I haven't even hit my, like, cause the end of February will be like my, um, two year anniversary. And so like to say, I've already been able to go to stardom, like who gets to say that, you know? That's, you, you should be yeah, you're, you're very thankful and that's awesome that you're very thankful for all for what you've gotten so far what you've earned so far i'll say what you've earned <laughs> thank you so what did you take in ring from japan that you brought back in ring to the united states definitely um confidence and aggressiveness i mean just even like my demeanor in the ring like i just felt like you know what like i did this in another country with other girls who didn't speak the same language and who um, played the game a lot harder than um, what I had probably come from. And so, like, when I came back, it was just like, I can do this. And so it's like even I always know my level. And um, coming back, it was just like I just my confidence, like, skyrocketed. Like, I just felt like, okay, like. I know I can do this or I know that I still have things to work on and I know that I'm going to be constantly learning and I'm always need to get better. We always, all of us need to get better um, all the time, but I just felt so much more confident in myself. And I think that helped me so much. Are any uh, Japan trips planned in the future at all yet? We are trying. We are trying. <laughs> I know there's like a bunch of changes right now because of like the new ownership and all that. So um, the girls will like message me all the time. So we're working on some stuff, but I have some like other countries lined up in the future. Of course, like you, you know, like with the crash. So those will be like cool experiences also. Yeah, I've been to Corican Hall. I've been to the Auditorio in Tijuana. They're very different, but they're 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 both so much fun. You're going to have a blast down there. Oh, I'm so excited. Like this was Mexico was um one of my goals for this year. So when they when the crash finally contacted me um and then told me it was going to be in January, I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak Spanish? Not really. <laughs> I'm going to say, "Oh, well they'll teach you some bad words to say to the crowd down there if you want." Oh, I'm sure. And then I'll know <laughs> what those words are. <laughs> yeah, that's the Spanish you know, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's the Spanish we all know. Exactly. Uh, Alex, where can we find you on social media? So on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at AlexGracia3. Um, everything's the same across the board. So I try to um, stay up with all those and communicate with everyone and be active on there as much as possible. And you also have merchandise at uh, AlexGracia at BigCartel.com? Yes, I have a new t-shirt, everybody. <laughs> I, her, her her calendars are sold out but you can still buy her t-shirts yes i know the calendars and i feel so bad people have been messaging me and i'm like oh i might have to print some more do a second run yeah right <laughs> all right i want to thank you so much for joining the show i, I sincerely appreciate it and uh i'll see you next month in, in tijuana awesome well thank you can't wait to meet you all right thank you so much take care thank you